Welcome, everyone. Today, we are joined by Elisa DeFord, who is the career educator for our science and engineering students here at Texas State. And she's going to be chatting a lot about junior year and what you should be doing to kind of connect the dots for kind of your path later on. So welcome, Elisa. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. So I'd love to know, what do you remember about your junior year and what were some of the things you were taking part of during that time? Uh, I had to think a lot about this, getting prepared to be on the podcast and talk about junior year. It was kind of a blur for me. I don't remember as much as I feel like I should. Mm -hmm. But being in the position I'm in now, working with students who are in their junior year and helping them prepare for their next steps, um, I definitely know what I should have been doing <laughs> when I was in their shoes. Yeah. That's fair. That's, so what was your major uh, in undergrad? I have I studied mass communication. Mass comm. Yeah, minor it's, minor in photography. So oh. it was Daphne ma- mass comm to begin with? Uh, no, she was economics. Oh, economics. She went economics okay. to political science. So we have Melissa and um, you were both mass comm. Yeah. So interesting. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So, but you were mass comm major photography minor mm-hmm. and um kind of not exactly what you're doing now yeah what did you what did you want to do at that point do you know i wanted to be in advertising okay oh, right? All right that was the kind of juicy job of the day yeah and uh yeah wanted to go there and actually started there okay. when i graduated i started in advertising and i hated it <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty much right away i hated it and no. so if I had done an internship yeah. when I was a junior mm-hmm. in college, that would have helped a lot. I might have figured out at that point, I don't like advertising. Uh-huh. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, we, I think, said in the last podcast that internships are almost just as valuable because they teach you what you don't want to do as much as what you do want to do. So right. that can really help with that. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. And so, you know, as... Can you give us an idea of what you tell your junior students, like what you should be doing to get involved with things or what you should take advantage of? Sure, yeah. Um, Definitely involvement. That's something I wish I had done more of when I was a student at Texas State. Um, Those student organizations expose you to that industry. Some of those orgs bring in company representatives that, give you insider information about what should be on your resume, how to interview for this company, and just give you ideas of what the job actually entails from somebody who does that job. And Mm -hmm. so then you have the opportunity to ask questions and find out more and explore, make sure that it is what you hope it will be. Yeah. Well, I know student orgs, I mean, that's kind of the perfect example of networking, especially when you get to that school year, junior and senior year, when they're bringing in external folks to come talk about certain career paths or just even represent companies. I mean, that's networking in a nutshell. You know, it's networking with the other students there because if they're in a similar career path, they could be your connection to your second job or or whatnot, but then also the professionals that come visit. So um, Uh, it's a great time to learn from those seniors, right, who are panicking and putting in those full-time job applications and that's going to be you in a year. So yeah, it's yeah. great to learn from them. Yeah. What about career fairs? Where, where do those fit in? Um, so 
as a junior, you're probably thinking about doing an internship or you should be thinking mm -hmm. about doing an internship. And career fairs are where a lot of those recruiters are seeking interns, particularly for the science and engineering majors I work with. Mm -hmm. They're recruit those employers are recruiting interns as early as September when those internships don't begin until May. Mm -hmm. So it's very important early on in your junior year to go to those career fairs and make those connections. Wait, so my mind is blown a little bit. And <laughs> I'm also supposed to be an, a career educator. But um, so right now we're sitting in the middle of August, if I believe that my kind of math is right. Some of these internships close in September. Well, September, October is the prime recruiting time yeah. for tech companies primarily. I'd say this kind of goes for large corporations yeah. too, like mm -hmm. accounting firms. Yeah. You know, it seems like all these big companies have pushed their recruiting for internships up really early in the fall. Yeah. So if you wait until the spring, sure, there's still going to be some internships out there, but it's not as easy to get one as mm -hmm. it will be in the fall. That's a quick transition. That's a that's a very fast, I mean, you're just getting into your junior level classes, probably some of the higher level major classes. And within the next couple of weeks, maybe you have two months, you need to start thinking about getting internships, what that looks like, having your resume ready for an internship, right? So in our sophomore podcast, we really talked about getting involved on campus and building out your college resume. And so it's very important that as you know, your sophomore year, you have all that ready to go into your junior year because you're gonna have to translate that rapidly, it sounds like. Really quickly, yeah. Yeah, so if you're listening to this this podcast right now in August, start working on your resume immediately. Yeah, we don't so. wanna scare you, but. <laughs> it is time. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd say, and, you know, Elisa represents our science and in engineering folks, and so it's a lot of tech companies, but it's the truth, too, for liberal arts, and really a lot of them, most employers, they look to the fall to do most of that recruiting, and then students do do start in the summer yeah. um, or, or spring, but it's just, it's, it will be way easier on you if you look earlier than at the last minute trying to figure it out so absolutely yeah and it, it can be a long process and you might not get the first internship that you apply for and mm -hmm. so it's important to give you, you yourself some time to kind of work through a different few different applications so we know every student isn't going to be able to afford to do an unpaid internship right and we still want them to leave here with great uh job opportunities and get the same kind of um career pathways or have the opportunity to have the same career pathways as our students that can afford that uh, unpaid internship. What advice would you give to those students that really have to rely on part-time jobs or maybe even finding a paid internship as rare as they are? That's a great question or a great point there. Um, I would suggest seeking volunteer opportunities where you can fit those in if that's possible. Um, I just had a great thought and it's ran away no, it's okay. <laughs> um, volunteer opportunities and what else oh especially if you're going into research right talk mm -hmm. to your professors part of their job here is to do research not just to teach so they may be looking for some volunteer help could be a little bit of pay involved sometimes sure. too so talk to those professors see what opportunities they might have for you to be their research assistant and uh, gain some skills that way Perfect. Is, is there, so a lot of questions that I have 
uh, from students, and this is a difficult question, difficult conversation, is trying to find a part-time job while you're in school that directly relates to your career after school. It, it's difficult. It's a very, very hard thing to do sometimes, but do you ever work with students and find success in doing that? I mean, obviously, you're not going to be doing like a the same exact thing, but kind of getting them close to their field. Sure, yeah. So um, sometimes we'll have opportunities to put a student in a part-time job in a manufacturing yeah. role. So you don't need a college degree to be a manufacturer, yeah. but you're in that industry, in that environment where you hope to be working full-time in more of an engineering or management position. Sure. So it's, yeah, getting familiar with that environment. There's a lot of safety protocols sometimes in engineering. Sure. So just being exposed to that and getting paid a little bit to get that relevant mm-hmm. experience. Perfect. So I think the takeaway there is that it's very possible to have a full built-out resume um, based on part-time jobs. It might just be a little bit more difficult to get there. And that's exactly why Career Services is here for you, right? So come mm-hmm. see Elisa, come see some other folks uh, so that we can kind of make sure that you're still getting uh, your resume filled out with very relevant work experience, even if you you know don't have the ability to do an unpaid internship. So I, I think another big part of the junior year experience, especially for my folks in liberal arts, because a lot of them do go on and continue their education, is starting to really think about grad school. Um, because senior year is when a lot of those applications are due, and it's they're due in the fall usually for senior year. And so junior year is all about exploring, and especially now that you're getting a little bit more into your, your major, uh, trying to figure out, well, what would be some paths to that? Do your students tend to go to grad school, Elisa? Definitely at the biology students, more of those research-based mm-hmm. majors. Um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you do have to plan early for that because of all the different deadlines. Every institution kind of handles it a little bit differently. And there may be some tests you have to take and you might want to study for those, get prepared. So yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. And also, I just thought, forgot about this, but um, speaking of the networking piece, you know, a lot of the times people think about that within kind of the employer space. But that's also a part of getting into grad school. You know, you you usually are looking for recommendation letters from faculty members. Um, and then also, a lot of the times, if you're applying to a school, it's great to try to have conversations with faculty in that program that you would be joining. So it's it's all about networking and, and kind of getting your name out there and building those relationships to kind of help <laughs> transition a little bit easier. Zachary, I know you did the whole grad school thing. Uh, any specific advice I don't for students? Ne- I don't necessarily think that my experience is a good experience to replicate as far as getting into grad school because I did wait kind of late and I, I mm-hmm. did an application kind of on a whim <laughs> <laughs> in one weekend. So that's probably not something you want to replicate. But what I tell my students is, you know, you have to start looking early and you have to have a lot of options. Yeah. And I think that really understanding your options and your limitations are very important. And what I mean by limitations is usually geography, Right. And so mm-hmm. if you're looking for a very specific field, you know, physical therapy or something like that, and you want to move back to Houston or Dallas, your range of schools just went from a ton of schools in the nation to about two. Mm-hmm. And so now it's important to start looking at the uh, different GPAs of the students that have gotten in. And many schools will have that where you can go mm-hmm. and kind of look at the average GPA of the student that got in the class before you. So I'd start looking at that stuff, look at, you know, your own GPA and see if you're 
uh, competitive there and then also start looking at um, what you need to apply because I didn't mm-hmm. have to take a um, what GRE. Is it, a GRE at mm-hmm. all. Most programs are going to have you take a GRE. And so junior year sounds really scary, very early to start thinking about grad school, but there are so many steps to making yourself competitive. And if you do find that your GPA is not as competitive as you would like it to be, early junior year is when you can start turning that around and really focus on your academics mm-hmm. if that is your main goal to go to grad school. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of those grad schools, they're most interested in your GPA and your last 60 credit hours. Exactly, so yeah. it, your last few semesters really, really are where it counts. Um, also, just to touch on the GRE earlier, in case you're a listener who doesn't know what that is, it's the standardized test to get into grad school similar to how the SAT or ACT is to get into undergrad. Um, But yeah, Elisa, what else can you think of to help our junior students? Well, junior year is honestly when all the pieces start coming together. Mm -hmm. I remember I was just focused on knocking out my basic courses during freshman and sophomore year and trying to figure out what my major was because I was one of those undecided students waiting till the last minute. So junior year is when it gets serious, right? Mm -hmm. You're done with those basics. You're focusing on your major, taking those courses associated with that major, and then starting to learn more about the industry through those courses. And that's when it should get exciting, right? Mm Because you start to get to experience some of this job in, in an academic setting, but it's still relevant. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's definitely something to look forward to, but it can be overwhelming. So that's why Career Services is here to help. Yeah. Absolutely. And so if we're kind of wrapping this up and giving our juniors kind of a to-do list, right? So you're going to start classes in like two <laughs> weeks, I think. Um, but here are the things that you should work on your first and second semester of junior year. I think first I'm hearing, if you're looking for an internship, you need to get on that, right? So mm-hmm. that means looking at your resume, looking at your cover letter, coming to Career Services, speaking to Elisa in Career Services about uh, getting an internship, right? So hopefully you have a ton of appointments that come from this podcast right <laughs> off the bat when the, when the semester starts. Watch um, out. <laughs> but then also, you know, look at those career fairs. Go to the career fairs in the mm-hmm. fall and in the spring and find some uh, employers to network with and see what opportunities they might have. I'd say if you do wait to the spring to do an internship, it's going to be a lot easier to do so if you've already spoken to a recruiter and you have a, uh, an in in that company, right? So you mm-hmm. might want to start doing that. Are there other things in that to-do list for our juniors that we want to say before we kind of sign off here? I'd say definitely the grad school exploration yeah. piece if that's a path that you're considering. Um, yeah, just th- looking for those networking opportunities, just be on the lookout for those relationships that can kind of help you both learn about yourself and where you want to go, but then also help connect you with that. Uh, Don't forget about the student organization involvement too. If you're not already involved, you're looking at your resume and there's nothing relevant there, get involved in a student org because they can help you build that resume through some of the activities they get involved in. If you are already involved in student organizations, freshman, sophomore year, consider then taking on a leadership role in that organization because mm-hmm. employers love to see that you've stretched yourself a little bit and tried to take on more responsibility. That looks good. Yeah. One other thing I can think of is um, 
not underselling academic projects. Mm -hmm. uh, that is something that a lot of my students can really use to help them get an internship and prove like, I, hey, I don't have a ton of super relevant work experience yet, but I did this very specific environmental management project, you know, and therefore you should hire me, that kind of thing for to be your intern. Uh, that's another thing that, you know, you'll start getting more of those experiences junior year, and then you can leverage them into to bigger and better things. Sure. And even if they're team experiences, I know mm -hmm. sometimes students think, well, that was a team project. I can't take credit for the whole thing. Well, tell us about your role. And working on a team is an important skill, too. Even as an intern, you're likely mm -hmm. going to be on a team and have to, you know, work with those different personalities and get the job done. So show that on your resume too it was a team of four five whatever it was that we worked on this project and this was my particular role yeah awesome well thanks so much elisa i definitely enjoyed having you and appreciate all your help thank you for yeah letting me come do this it's <laughs> fun <laughs> a walk across texas state is hosted by tori graham zachary webb is our producer and editor music by richard hall for free resources and additional information about our services, head over to careerservices.txstate.edu and follow us on social media at txstcareers. Don't forget to like and subscribe to hear new episodes every other Tuesday each semester. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.